You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Had it all the way. Never a doubt. Had it all the way. Off and running on this uh, Thursday. Is it October? Is it October 1st today? I think it is. How is everyone feeling? The most jam-packed 60 minutes in the course of your day is taking place right now. We are locked and loaded for the next hour. I'll be honest with you. As late as that game went last night, I don't know how well my mouth is going to be working today. It's going to be a, it's going to be a little bit of a rough one, but we'll get through it together. Imagine how rough it would have been had they lost. But it is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Of course, uh, the number you know if you want to get involved, 1-800-919-ESPN. I am on Twitter, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer. We've got a daily poll question for today. A little flip the script on uh, the one from yesterday. And, of course, moment of inspiration at 5.30-ish. But, I mean, how is everybody feeling on this fine Thursday morning? I'm guessing, for a lot of you, you know, the real diehards out there, you're probably a little tired today. little tired but happy. And, again, imagine waking up if the Yankees had lost a game like last night, which early it seemed like that was a possibility. Late that seemed like it was a possibility. A game that should have started, I guess, when they originally were going to start it. They didn't. Held it out until the rain arrived for some reason. Then started the game. Uh, and then a game where the Yankees battled back from, from down 4 nothing To lead 5-4. To lead 6-4. To lead 8-6. Then blow it again. But the Yankees uh, held on and beat the Indians last night. The longest nine-inning game both for the regular season and the postseason in baseball history. That game, I have not checked with the Elias Sports Bureau on this, but that game, longer than the Twins' entire stay in the postseason. That's probably true. Let's just say it feels true, right? You ever hear someone say that their truth, my truth? My truth is that the Yankees game last night was longer than the Twins' entire postseason stay. But it is a win, a much-needed win, after the way everything went in Game 1, the last thing you needed was to be facing some situation in a do-or-die Game 3, especially after battling back and having a couple of leads, because you know, I know, you know, the Yankee haters, oh, they were out there last night. They were starting to creep out. They were starting, they were starting to make their way out. They were ready. They were ready to pounce. They were ready to celebrate. But they will have to at least put that off for now. They can't do it just yet. Maybe. They might be able to do it in the next round, but maybe not. But they thought that that was the time. You know what? They thought that there was going to be a game three. They thought that everything, oh, you guys thought you had it wrapped up after. No, no, no. We didn't think we had anything wrapped up. But the Yankees do have it wrapped up now. So they are advancing to the division series where they'll face off against the Rays starting on Monday. And, of course, Uh, We will have every single game of that division series against the Rays right here on 98.7 FM ESPN New York. That win to me last night was actually more impressive than game one. More impressive than beating the guy who's going to clearly be the Cy Young, beating, you know, everybody hitting home runs left and right. That game was more impressive last night because, you know, it's easy when everything goes right. Game three, uh, excuse me, game one for the Yankees, everything went right. They had a, four pitches into the game. They had a 2 nothing lead, and they had their ace on the mound. 
And Cole was awesome. And the offense scored a ton of runs. The defense wasn't an issue. The bullpen, by the time the bullpen got in the game, the game was pretty much decided. Last night was messy. Last night, they fall behind right away. They get back into it. They get up off the mat. They showed the resiliency that they have shown not really so much this year in the shortened season, but certainly was a a calling card of last year. They got a lead. They lost the lead. They got the lead back, lost it again, had the bullpen blow up at several times, had the manager make some, some questionable moves, had the offense really leave a small village on the base paths in the course of this game. Down to your final outs, they hit home runs, but they hit sack flies. They had a 1,000 walks. They were clutch. Even on a night where, at one point, they were 1-for-10 with runners in scoring position. They took down a guy who had not blown a save during the regular season. There was some guy arrested during the game we saw a video of all of a sudden out of nowhere. That game had everything, and most importantly, it had a Yankee win. So you're going to have to win more games like that rather than the way they won in Game 1. It would be fantastic. I would love it if the Yankees won every single game like they won Game 1, where it was easy, breezy, the ace is flying, the, the, the balls are flying out of the ballpark. But that's in the postseason, especially the deeper you get into it, the, the script is much more like last night where the starting pitchers are a rumor by the time the game is actually decided, and the games are decided very, very late at night, if not early in the morning. So it's great that the Yankees won the way they did in Game 1, but last night to me was more impressive because that's the kind of win you are going to need more of if you are going to make the deep playoff run that clearly the Yankees are capable of. So lots of stuff to get into with this game, 1-800-919-ESPN, and we can start with the star of the game last night who was clearly... Gio Urshela. Yankees had a lot of guys step up last night. Some of the the favorite Yankee players, some of the criticized Yankee players, they both came together to form, uh, you know, a real fantastic uh, combo of uh, performances last night as the Yankees got a much-needed win. But, you know, Gio Urshela, I think, is where it starts because as the game got started, you know, you, you fall behind right away. You get the rain delay early. You fall behind right away. Tanaka seems like he does not have it at all. You're down 4 nothing. You get the home run from, from Stanton to kind of stabilize the game. But then Urshela comes through with the big grand slam to give you the lead. And you're thinking, all right, now we got the lead. Let's just keep the lead. And they were not able to do that. But, I mean, Gio Urshela in several different examples last night was the star. I mean, how often does a guy hit a grand slam? that puts you ahead in a playoff game. And that might not have been his biggest play of the day. Urshela also scored the go-ahead run in the bottom of the eighth, the game-winning run in the bottom of the eighth, and had, I think to me, the play of the game was that double play that he had. I mean, basically picking the ball from it being behind him starting the double play from his rear end, just an absolutely incredible defensive save that, you know what, if that ball gets through, another run scores, who knows how many more runs the Indians would have put up on the board and maybe the Yankee comeback, which turned out to be, you know, uh, come through with it, maybe that that, that comeback does not uh, come through 
And we're sitting here talking about a Game 3 and Jay Happ being on the mound tonight. So an incredible play, an incredible performance by Gio Urshela last night. And I would not dare tempt the, the sports gods by tweeting it out when it happened. But when it happened, it's 9-8 Indians. And that type of play where you're like, wow, that doesn't happen in a loss. Maybe it does happen in a loss and you just forget about it later on. But that type of play where the game is still to be decided, not just the fact of, you know, the guy makes the great defensive play, comes through with the offensive play, but that type of play is a play that you make in a critical spot like that in a game that you win. So fantastic job by Gio Urshela. And one thing that gets criticized all the time, right? What is it when the Yankees lose? If they if the Yankees lose this year, whenever they've lost in the past, you know, they're just too reliant on these analytics, these numbers, these number crunchers, these nerds with their stats. The reason why you have Gio Urshela, the reason why Brian Cashman went out and got Gio Urshela was because of the analytics. The Yankees saw something. Now, I don't know if the Yankees thought that he would be this good because he's been sensational and defensively. Uh, I saw the conversation going on on Twitter about is he the best defensive third baseman in Yankee history. Uh, I think he's certainly up there. And that play last night was absolutely, I mean, that was reminiscent of the late 70s, you know, the diving stop of Greg Nettles. So um, the reason why the Yankees have a guy like Gio Urshela is because of the Yankee analytics. But so many incredible plays, the machine, the patron saint of base hits, DJ LeMahieu comes through with the game-winning base hit right up the middle. You know, we had a call yesterday about his contract, which is up a- after this season. And, you know, what is it going to take to uh, bring back uh, DJ LeMahieu? And, you know, you think maybe, you know, he's going to be 33, I think, next season. I think it's fair to think, you know, three-year, four-year deal. But the money has to be right. I think at this point, the money being right would be $300 million. Three, three for $300 million. Well, I mean, if DJ LeMahieu is not your favorite Yankee, what is wrong with you? I mean, it, it, the guy it comes through all the time. He's great in the regular season. He's great in the postseason. He is a machine. And did anybody place the machine back on the charger? Because we have to make sure the machine is fully charged for the American League Division Series because the offense is always the number one thing with the Yankees and it's going to have to be the number one thing even more so. But DJ LeMahieu, it's easy to win over the crowd with DJ LeMahieu, right? Everybody loves DJ LeMahieu. And how could you not? Well, I guess Met fans who are still, you know, smarting from Jed Lowry, they probably don't love DJ LeMahieu. But if you're a Yankee fan, you love DJ LeMahieu. If you're a Yankee fan, you love Gio Urshela. But those weren't the only guys who chipped in last night. A couple of guys who get criticized plenty. Also, got to give them their fair due. And one of them is clearly Gary Sanchez. Now, LeMahieu, to me, my favorite guy on the team now. Gary, no player gets more criticism than him. Now, let's not get it twisted. Let's keep it fair. Gary Sanchez had a brutal season. And this is not the first time he had a brutal season. But what did we say yesterday? Around this time, when he was not in the lineup for Game 1, and I wanted to keep, I think a lot of people wanted to just keep the same lineup in Game 2, that Gary Sanchez, at some point, if the Yankees are going to have a playoff run, Gary Sanchez will get his opportunity, and if he get if he comes through in that opportunity, he will wipe away to a large degree the things that happened during the regular season. So I'm sure Gary Sanchez, the next time he strikes out, 
The next time he uh, you know allows a ball to get past him, the, the, the Hawks will be out again. But the Yankees need Gary Sanchez because they need their offense. And Gary Sanchez, despite what he did in the regular season, he has the potential to be to 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 wreck a playoff series <laughs> on both sides. So uh, the home run last night, the sack fly, which was absolutely huge. Also, I know he allowed the third strike to get past him, uh, you know, in the, in the final inning. But I thought he was absolutely the 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 Yankees will always tell you about his pitch framing. The home plate ump last night was a little weird. Uh, what is his name? John Tempain. I, I don't believe I've ever heard his name before last night. But he, Gary Sanchez, I felt like was stealing strikes from that home plate ump. And some of those came in in a very big way, especially with the performance of the Yankee bullpen. So Gary Sanchez, who a lot of people will never give any credit to, deserves the credit after last night. And another guy who has gotten roundly criticized, and again, rightfully so. This has not been unfair criticism. This has been fair criticism. But if you're going to give him fair criticism, you have to give him fair praise as well, would be Giancarlo Stanton. Stanton was supposed to be, you know, the piece to put the Yankees over the top and a home run for the second straight night, stabilize the game, right? When you're down 4 nothing, if you're the team down 4 nothing, you can't allow it to get to 5 Four nothing with a Yankee lineup is workable. Five nothing, six nothing, it gets away from you. So you want to be, you want to make sure you score the next run. And thanks to Stanton and his home run, another you know pee shot for him. Um, it was the, that that allowed the Yankees to kind of get back in the game. And only, it was only four one, but still big home run for him. Big performance from him. So uh, big performances up and down the lineup last night. So big win. Yankees are moving on. So much to do, so much good, some bad, but the Yankees are facing off against the, to go up against the Rays out in San Diego, a Rays team that took it to the Yankees during the regular. There's no other way to say it. They beat the Yankees up. A Rays team that does not like the Yankees and a Yankee team that doesn't like the Rays. So coming up, we'll get into that. We'll take your phone calls, 1-800-919-ESPN. We'll find out if anybody is willing to now give Gary Sanchez his due after a game like last night. Probably not, but we'll find out. And, of course, we have uh, the biggest concerns moving forward. The issues with the bullpen, which is certainly front and center after last night. Some questionable decisions by the manager, which, uh, boy, oh, boy, Aaron Boone is lucky they, they pulled that one out last night because otherwise it would be a full bank of calls. And you know what it would be? I get a call. I get a list of the calls, and it's the person's name, where they're calling from, and what they want to talk about. What they want to talk about would have been Boone, 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 Boone. So yesterday we had the poll. Uh, the poll question was about what phrase do you think you're going to hear the most over the course of the day? Right after the game one win, there were a couple of uh, cliched lines that were going to be used over and over and over again. And I think the the voters yet generally got it right yesterday from from the time that I listened uh, to uh, the the station. But today, Yankees are moving on. Thrilling game two win. So today, we're going to flip it a little bit. And what phrase do you think you will not hear today? Or maybe the one you will hear the least today. Now, look, I understand. We're not going to get the Yankee hater calls today, which... They had planned to, right? Late in that game last night, 9-8 Indians, 
they were they were making their plans. They were making their reservations. They were punching their tickets. They were planning out their day of how they were going to spend it after the Yankees had blown leads of 6-4 and 8-6, and that went by the wayside. So, you know, they've gone back into hibernation. They've gone back down into their, their well, and they're not going to be able to celebrate and, um, you know, come up with all the different things that they like to point out all the time, the payroll and this thing or that thing. Now they're out there still. You know, the Yankees, they've just won the division, uh, the, the, the first series. They haven't, you know, it's, if the Yankees lose in the division series, that's still a failure. There's no question about that. And uh, I'm sure that the analysis for the division series is there's no excuses because that's always the line that people seem to go to for some reason as if there's ever a year where the Yankees get excuses. They don't get excuses and they don't deserve excuses. But uh, we don't have to worry about that. We don't have to worry about that. But the poll question, we should worry about the poll question because it's up today on Twitter. At Gordon Damer. And uh, yesterday it was about the phrases you were going to hear over the course of the day. And I think that people generally got that one right. I think the, what was the winner yesterday? It was the one about uh, Cole. That's why you pay him $324 uh, million. Yeah, I think I heard that one the most. Although I have to be honest, uh, they flipped the switch. That was a very strong second. Very strong second. So yesterday was about the phrase you were going to hear. Today it's about the phrase you don't think you'll hear at all. Uh, and uh, the four contenders that I came up with, A, Sanchez sucks. I mean, think about the amount of time spent on this station talking about how, how terrible Gary Sanchez is. And look, he had a terrible year. That is a fair criticism. That is not slander, as they say on Twitter. That was true. Slander is a lie. It's not slander to say he was terrible during the, you know, at one point he had 100 at bats and he had struck out in 50 of them. That's a terrible season. But there's a, there's, a, there's a line of, you know, he's not performing well or he stinks right now or he's not good this way or that way. And then there's the line of he, they should cut him. That, that's where the line, to me, that's where the line is. So Sanchez sucks. I don't think you're going to hear too much of Sanchez sucks today. But you never know. The people that are on that bandwagon, even in a game last night where he hit a home run, a huge sack fly, you hear people bringing up Thurman Munson's name. I mean, it's crazy, but it happens. So those people are, you can't be halfway in on Sanchez sucks. you got to be all the way in the water, up to your ears on Sanchez sucks. So maybe, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you'll still hear, you know, oh, it, was, it was a wind-aided home run. The sack fly wasn't really that important somehow. Oh, he let the pass ball go as defense. you got to take him out. So Sanchez sucks, I'm sure, was uh, one that might still pop up. Uh, it's a home run or it's a strikeout. This offense is just all or nothing. It's a real problem, even though we know every team that's good hits a lot of home runs. The Dodgers hit a lot of home runs. All the teams that win each and every year, it's largely you got to hit home runs to win. You, you don't get that many opportunities to score. The Yankees will not get that many opportunities like they did in these two games to score in the next round. So when you get a chance, you got to do some damage, and the way to do damage is with home runs. So that's the second contender. Third one is uh, Stanton's a choker. He's a big, fat playoff choker, which uh, up until recently has been kind of the case. It's not really been slander to say that, but uh, he has had a very good uh, d- uh, series against the uh, the Indians, whatever you want to call the uh, opening round playoff series against the Indians. So that one's still out there. And then uh, the fourth one would be Aaron Boone is lost. Uh, you could probably come up with other words, but since it's on the radio uh, and we already had sucks for Sanchez, we, I just went with lost. So um, 
uh, that's the fourth option. So that's the poll question. You can vote on it on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. If I had to say which one will you not hear today, I think the, the one you will not hear today is it's home run or strikeout. Uh, I think that that one probably will be, you know, when the Yankees hit home runs, you don't hear about the home runs as much because you have the benefit of the home runs. It's when the home runs go away, that's the only time that that's an issue. So, um, But I'm sure you'll still hear Sanchez sucks, maybe not as loudly today. Those people, much like the Yankee haters, they'll be, you know, laying low. But you can vote on the poll question. It's on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. All right, uh, shall we get some phone calls in? 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. You know, before we get some... um, some phone calls. Uh, obviously, you know, look, there's so many heroes from last night. Uh, Urshela, Monster Night, Gary Sanchez, absolutely vital. Uh, DJ LeMahieu, Clutch, Stanton, Big. Even my guy. My guy. Gutty, gritty, Brett Gardner. Didn't do a whole lot last night, but did have a gutty, gritty walk before the Sanchez home runs. One of those plays that, you know, when you have a game that has so many plays like last night, some of these plays get lost. And you'd also have to say another thing the Yankees had going for them last night that I don't know that it's always going to be the case. Uh, they did get a little lucky last night, right? They got a couple of huge breaks in that game. One on the Hicks triple, which was uh, just, I guess, the, the, the outfielder, DeShields, just fell down. Um, so that was obviously a big one. And then Brad Hand not being able to uh, hand the ball. That one, that was also another one. In the seventh inning, the Indians gave the Yankees an extra out there, too. They were not able to really capitalize on that. So they got some they got some breaks last night, which you need to do when you have a deep play. You know, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. And lucky sometimes people look down at it negatively, like you're saying that the team isn't capable, uh, that they needed luck. No, all championship teams, if you go through their run, there are things that happen to them. Along the way, you have to have those kind of breaks that are out of your control. And the Yankees got a couple of them last night, so all good stuff there. Now, look, moving forward, there's a couple of things that do have to concern you. A, the bullpen. The Yankees in the past, really, it's always been one of the major strengths of the team, even going back to the championship run teams, that they have a lockdown bullpen at least at times during the regular season. Sometimes it falters in the postseason like it has the last couple of years. This year, you'd have to say the Yankee bullpen this year is as weak as it's ever been, at least in terms of the last, what, 20 years or so. Uh, You have Green that you think you can count on. You have Chapman and you have Britton. And even Green and Chapman have had their issues during the year. You saw last night that Adovino... Uh, is not real. The circle of trust is a very small circle. I'm not going to go into uh, the description of the circle in the ways that uh, pops up in my mind, but it's a very, very tight, 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 tight. In the words of Tuco Salamanca, tight, tight, uh, very tight circle. And uh, Adovino is on the outside looking in. So the bullpen last night was not very good. And that is going to be an issue with these games, even without the games, back to back to back to back. It's going to be an issue because, you know, how much can you really expect to get out of the starting rotation? And how do you maneuver those final, you know, nine outs, 12 outs, 15 outs on nights where the starter is not able to go very deep? So last night, because Tanaka could not go five, you were kind of trying to steal outs. And, and look, the, the, the bullpen needs to pitch much better. 
but it will not be an advantage for the Yankees in the next round. The other issue is if the Yankees, as I said, if they had not won that game last night, Aaron Boone would have been front and center today because uh, the role of the manager, I, I get it. I think a lot of times Boone gets unfair criticism because I think that there's not that, in the course of the day a lot of times, I don't think that there's a lot of things that generally come down to a manager that come down to Aaron Boone, right? Like the the lineup, I don't know that he's necessarily filling out the lineup. I mean, he's physically filling out the lineup, but I think it's going in conjunction with what the front office is also, you know, it's a collaborative process now. Also, which relievers are and are not available in any given day. I think that that is not necessarily something that is decided strictly by Aaron Boone. Resting of players, which we all go crazy about all over the time. I don't think that Aaron Boone is coming that up with all by himself or explaining this thing or that thing. You know, I think some of the criticism is not really fair, or at least it's not informed. It's not, we don't know which one of these decisions he's making or not. But to me, he had... Uh, a nightmare game last night, and uh, he's he's kind of fortunate that it went the Yankees' way because uh, you know the decisions of taking Luke Voigt out for a pinch runner in the seventh inning in a game that never felt comfortable. Even when the Yankees came back from four nothing down and were leading six four, at no point did you think, "Oh, this is a you know this is not the night before. This was not easy breezy." That always kind of felt like the Indians were going to be threatening. And the game had not really settled down where you're like, okay, let's tick off this inning and let's tick off that inning. The Indians were always threatening. So that game never felt comfortable. So to take out a bat like that in the seventh inning, you know, ninth inning, okay, fine, you're going to miss one at bat. But that game very easily could have won a whole lot longer than it did. You know, giving Tanaka a second batter in the fifth inning after he gives up the double I thought was very strange. I didn't really have a problem taking Britain out, although that's the one guy you've been able to rely on primarily out of the bullpen. But I didn't have a problem with taking him out. Uh, going to uh, Jonathan Loisega there, and then after he gives it up, you give him the next inning and give him two batters. Two batters get on in the next inning before you make a move. Uh, at the end of the day, look, the bullpen, the players have to perform better. But and the relievers have to be better. But it feels like too often in the playoffs, Aaron Boone is late at the switch, man. And uh, it's very, very frustrating. So, look, it's great that um, that they were able to pull out that win. And I think that they're going to have to clean things up because one thing about the Rays, they, do, they play a crisp, sharp, mistake-free game. And the Yankee lineup... That has to be the power of the team going into this next series. You're right. The pitching is going to starting pitching, the bullpen, those are going to be advantages for the Rays. The defense is going to be an advantage for the Rays. So the Yankee offense has to make for up for a whole lot. It's possible, and especially with some of the guys who did not perform during the regular season now performing, I think that that's possible. And I'm looking forward to it starting on Monday. You can hear the games right here on 98.7 FM ESPN New York. But uh, a lot of things to clean up. And a short time to do so. And I don't know, like the lineup, it's starting to look like the lineup, right? The circular lineup that you want. I don't know if the Yankee bullpen, you're going to have to find ways, but I don't know if the Yankee bullpen, that it's fixable at this point, given the few options that you actually trust. Like, where do you expand it to? Even if it's Adovino, who was brutal last year in the postseason and had certainly, you know, huge issues at times this year with the the, the six runs and the without getting it out and the, the ERE looking what it looks like. I don't know what other guys you can look at in that bullpen and say, okay, this guy at least has the potential to earn my trust in this short sample size. 
All right, 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Uh, let's go out to, uh, let's see here, Neil is in the Bronx. Neil, what's going on, my man? All right, good morning, Gordon. What's up? Good day, good day. Um, I accepted your challenge yesterday about the cliche phrases you might hear yeah. all day yesterday yeah. as, a, as a joke, and I was drunk by 8 a.m., yeah, no. I, look, you could not operate a motor vehicle. Uh, that's uh, you, that. Yesterday, you were going to get a lot of those cliched phrases. And look, I'm not saying that they were wrong. And I used some of them myself. Right? The Yankees look like the Yankees. But right. uh, no, they, the 324. That's why you pay them the big bucks. Meanwhile, all those people who said that yesterday, if Garrett Cole goes out in Game One against the Rays and gets shellacked. They'll be saying, "How could you pay this guy three hundred and twenty-four million? What a mistake that was!" Exactly. So it, it, it flips exactly. very quickly. And number two is, if there was an MVP award for this series, it would go to Gio Urshela because he kept the Indians from pushing it to a game three. What do you think about that? Gio Urshela was certainly the hero of last night. I mean, the plays. I mean, as I said, it's not very often that you can hit a grand slam that puts your team in front in a playoff game, and that might not be the biggest play that you made in the game because that defensive play that he made in the eighth inning, uh, pulling off that double play. And I have to wonder how slow is Carlos Santana? I mean, the guy not only picks it clean, throws from his rear end, goes around the horn, and it really wasn't even a close play at first base. So yeah. no, great. Or uh, Geo is, uh, you know, if it, if not for DJ Lemayhu, Geo or Shella probably would be my favorite Yankee because, uh, you know, he just always seems to come through in big spots. And when big things are happening, it always seems that Geo is in the middle of it. Maybe not always, you know, coming through with the grand slam, obviously, but right in the middle of things. Last night, you know, in that ninth inning, you know, kind of throwing, getting. I think he was down 0-2 right away, and uh, throw kind of threw the bat at the ball and. Um, Comes up with a base hit. Just uh, he, it's unbelievable. And think, I mean, just look at Baseball Reference. What he was before he got to the Yankees, he was not. Uh, he was not nearly the offensive player he is. And uh, you know, for all the talk about, I know this is another cliche, but all the talk about the Yankee payroll of Stanton and uh, you know Garrett Cole. Think about the little moves that Brian Cashman makes. The, the the little moves is where he really excels. One of them would obviously be Luke Voigt, and another one would be Gio Urshela. Let's go to Lou in the Bronx. Lou, what's going on, my man? Hey, good morning. Hey, good morning, Gordon. How you doing? I'm good, man. Um, what's up? Congratulations. Yesterday on the Michael K show, you made Don's Legretta's top four list. They did a list yesterday of all the guys they work with mm-hmm. um, on the, on ESPN or something like, or Yes or something. And you made the list. Congratulations. I made the list. What was the list of, like, nice people or good broadcasters well, did, or favorite was, people? Yeah, their favorite broadcasters they work with. So Oh, okay. Picked, well, that's very nice. Yeah, K-Pick, DiPietro, Carlin, and Han. And then um, they all three of them picked those guys, and Don picked you. So oh, that's very sweet of Don. That's awesome. That's a very that's yeah. a very nice. I've known Don a very very long time. So uh, well, he, he's, yeah, he's he mentioned you guys were even on sports phone. That's a long. Yeah. Time oh yeah. Look. Bring up your age. Yes, sports phone. There's no way that you can mention what sports phone is to someone who does not know what sports phone is and not seem like you're a billion years old. Yeah, for real. Well, congratulations, folks. Thank you, Lou. Is that all? You didn't want anything on the Yankees? No, I'm just happy. You know, we won. Oh, I mean, yes. you know, what else can you say? It was a great game, um, and we won. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm nervous about Tampa Bay, but, you know, it's good that we moved on. That's all I can yes. say. Well, look, Lou, it's a, it was a fantastic win last night. Uh, it was a little long night. Would have I would have preferred it wrapped up a little bit quicker, maybe a few less walks, but, uh, no, big win, a win you needed. 
And now it gets ready for Yankees and Rays. And much like, you know, we mentioned with Gary Sanchez or this guy or that guy, the Rays kind of own the Yankees. There's no other way about it, right? The Rays came in, won the division, beat you up, took it to you. Kevin Cash, you know, going full Karen in that interview after the game when, uh, you know, the Yankees may have thrown at one of his players when that's the Rays move. How dare you steal the Rays move? So the two teams don't like each other. When the Rays clinched, they had the, the, the stable picture, right? I got a whole stable of guys that threw 98. So now it's, uh, it's mano a mano. And the Yankees, again, as people will say, they have no excuses. You're right. They have no excuses. Absolutely. They have to go out and beat the Rays. There's no other way about it. On the ground, sharply hit. Great play by Urshela to LeMayhew for one. And the Yankees turn the double play. Wow. A finer turn of a twin killing you will not see. Tough chance at third and a super quick turn. Take care of both of them. All right. So, of course, Matt Baskurgeon and a a wow from A-Rod. The call yesterday, of course, Yankees uh, pulling off the win. Call on ESPN TV. As uh, the Yankees moving on to the division series to face off against the Rays. Your moment of inspiration for this uh, Thursday. It is October 1st. It is the Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Now, the Yankees were not the only game that took place yesterday. That was the only game that I really focused on. I flipped uh, for a a short while. I had some issues at home, so I had to DVR the game and then kind of catch up as the game was going on. I hate doing that, but I I was forced to. So I was not on Twitter as much early in the game. Got onto Twitter a little bit later on and uh, was not able to focus on other things because I just wanted to catch up during the commercials and all that type of stuff. So the NBA Finals was not something that I was you know, focusing on too, too much. Now I'll have the opportunity to do so because the Yankees are off until Monday and the Mets, they're off for much, much longer. But the NBA Finals took place uh, last night, Game 1, and as I said, for some reason they're playing these games. I'm not exactly sure why. That thing is over. It's oh the you you don't even have to be the biggest NBA fan in the world. You could be just a casual observer. You might have only seen five games in your life. The Lakers are not losing in the finals to the Heat. That's just not going to happen. The Lakers don't lose to the Heat. Stop it. You know that everybody knows that. It was crazy to me that when I was on Twitter. In the first quarter, people are tweeting about, uh, oh, wow, the Heat really got off to a hot start. Oh, in the first quarter they did? Wow, that's going to be meaningful. Come on. In a, in a, in a, in a season like this, a season like, un, like no other season, LeBron James is not going to lose to a team led by Jimmy Butler. I mean, now I don't know if it's going to be a sweep. I don't know if it's going to be five games. Maybe the NBA decides they need the programming and they have the rest push it to a game six. I don't know. But I know that the Heat are not beating the Lakers. It's just ridiculous. It's pointless. So play the games if you want, but we all know what the end result is going to be. Now, I get it. You're watching the games because you love basketball. That's fine. But don't get it, again, don't get it twisted. Don't think, oh, well, you know, maybe maybe if this happens and that happens, the Heat have a chance. They don't, come on, stop it. Glad to see the Astros own it yesterday. Did you hear Carlos Carrasco's comments? The Astros uh, beat the Twins. Carlos Correa, what did I say? Carrasco, he was the starter of the Indians. He didn't have anything to say about the Astros. He was too busy trying to get the Yankees out. Carlos Correa 
was the one who was saying about uh, the Astros because he's on the Astros. So the uh, Astros finish off the Twins and the Twins. I mean, could you imagine being a Twins fan? I mean, can we, we we complain about the Knicks or the Jets will be playing tonight against the Broncos or the Giants or this thing or that thing. They've lost 18 straight playoff games. Think about all the different players they've had on the team. 18 in a row. That's almost impossible to do. But they do it. Every octo- It's not October unless the Twins are losing a playoff game. So they're already out. And I'm pretty sure they, again, exited the playoffs in a shorter period of time than last night's Yankee game took to play. But after the game, Carlos Correa had this to say. I know a lot of people are mad. I know a lot of people don't want to see us here. But what are they going to say now? You know, we're a solid team. We play great baseball. We want a series on the road in Minnesota. So what are they going to say now? Yeah. Well, what we're going to say now is the same things that we've said all the time, that you cheated in 2017, that you cheated your way to a World Series, that Major League Baseball dropped the ball by not punishing really anybody within the organization, and uh, that that title is completely tainted and you got away with it. So the ends did justify the means. I'm guessing it's something along those lines. I mean, the phrasing might be different from one person to the next. Also, dude, you beat the Twins. You beat the Twins. That's like beating the computer on rookie mode. I mean, come on. You're taking credit for We came into Minnesota. Yes, such a great home field advantage in Minnesota. The games took place in the playoffs. I could come together with a team of people from the station that might be able to beat the Twins in the playoffs in Minnesota. Don't be taking credit for that. Come on. That's ridiculous. Carlos Correa has obviously lost his mind. And I think... If we were to go to the analytics on the uh, punchable face quotient, I think Carlos Correa now has even surpassed Alex Bregman on which face just looks more punchable. But that that could always change. There's still and I said before the playoffs started, you want to talk about any? I can't imagine that anybody. I saw some tweets about people. Oh, the Astros they pull off the upset. Nobody's surprised by that, right? I mean, the Astros got a very favorable draw in the postseason. Because they face the Twins, which is as close to a bye as you can possibly have. Even with all these teams missing pitchers, you know, Brewers are all banged up. This team's all banged up. That team's all banged up. You, you can't have anything closer to a bye than playing the Twins in the first round. And then the next round, they'll play either the A's or the White Sox, which, look, I think the White Sox could maybe win that series. I don't have a lot of faith in the A's having a deep playoff run because every year it seems like the A's make the playoffs. They're out very, very quickly. But that's a pretty favorable draw. So it would not surprise me that whoever comes out of the Yankees and Rays series is facing the Astros when it gets to the ALCS. All right, let's get some more calls in. one 800 919 espn one 800 919 Let's go out to Eli in Queens. Eli. Hey, Gore, what's going on? Listen, I think uh, in the punchable scale... I think Aaron Boone is up there too. Because tell you the truth, all the, I wanted to put that guy in the face yesterday. <laughs> Listen, this guy made so many mistakes yesterday. Now, I, I don't know if he don't learn, or the analytics people don't learn about you know the bullpen. Because this guy Adovino should not be in the bullpen anymore. The guy c- constantly um. Gives up, wait, uh, wait a second. He shouldn't be in the bullpen anymore? You want him to be off the team? You want him not to be on the roster for this series? We're not in a playoff roster. I'm talking about when you give up six runs during the season without recording an out, and Boone doesn't even take a walk to take you out, and you, you hit the nail on the head. This guy does not know how to take out 
a pitcher on time or doesn't know how to let a relief pitcher start an inning. So, yeah, well, look, you, he had some issues last night, but uh, he doesn't have a whole lot of guys that he can really trust in that bullpen. So it doesn't seem like Ottavino is going to be getting many opportunities, at least not based on what his previous – you know, last year during the regular season, Adovino was great, and then he got into the postseason, and he was—he uh, had some, you know, he obviously blew up. And this year, it was a very weird year, uh, especially for him. So I can understand not really trusting him all that much, but you're going to have to find somebody out of the bullpen. It's not going to just be, you know, the Yankees starting pitching is not designed so that you can just use Britton, Green, and Chapman on most nights. You're going to have to get deeper than that, I think, uh, you know, in the starts of, of Hap and, and Tanaka. And if Davey Garcia gets a start or whoever else gets a start, because these games, you know, one after another after another, you're not going to be able to just use three guys out of the bullpen. Yeah, well, another scary thing is that the Cleveland Indians are not known for their offense. No, and they're not. The Yankees, no. yeah. yeah, the Yankees struggled against the, the Yankee bullpen, struggled against these guys that are not named guys. And, you know, it's, it's going to be what Tampa Bay is going to be a different story. Yeah, but, I mean, the Rays are not really known for their offense either. I mean, thanks for the call, Eli. They're known for their pitching and their bullpen and their defense and, you know, scoring enough runs. You know, the the Yankees have a major advantage there in terms of offense. So uh, you'd like to see – I mean, look, the Rays do a great job, and they do it on a a shoestring budget. And for all the people that will tell you, you know, oh, the Yankees, they're the overwhelming favorites. They can't lose the Rays. Rays were better than the Yankees this year. They were better when they didn't play the Yankees than the Yankees, and they were better when they played the Yankees face head head up. So the Yankees got their work cut out for themselves. It looks like the offense is starting to maybe turn the corner, and they're going to need it because that's that's what they got to rely. That's the one area that they have a major major advantage in, and uh, that's if they're going to win this series, another short series, you know, best of five. That's where it's got to come. Do we have any highlights that we can play? I've not really played any sound today because I have all these thoughts about the game and the Yankees and the amazing aspect of uh, Gio Urshela and DJ LeMahieu. Okay, you got it. Go ahead, Brian. Play me a highlight. I don't know. You got a lot of highlights to choose from. High fly ball by Stan Wrightfield. Backing up, backing up. That ball is out of here. A home run by Giancarlo Stan to the opposite field as he torches one off of Carlos Carrasco. And a young right-hander will fire in. And a swing and a high fly ball left field. That's deep. That is way back there. It is way gone. That is a grand slam. Gio Urshela with an absolute monster shot cleans him off for the New York Yankees who come right back as you expect they would with a bomb. And they have taken the lead 5-4. to four. First pitch swinging. He'll hit a high fly ball. That's deep to right field. Naquin's back at the wall, leaping up, can't get it, it's gone. Two-run homer for Gary Sanchez. Oh, all the highlights last night. Dave O'Brien, the call. Where's Dave calling? ESPN Radio? Is that where his calls are? I feel like Michael Kay should go on Cameo and just do the games on that so you can hear his call during the game and make a little extra cash while he's doing it, right? I think they probably have some aspect where he can do it live there on cameo if you get it on your phone right hey wwe 2k battlegrounds is out now 
Brawl Without Limits. Take your favorite WWE superstars and legends into battle with unhinged, in-your-face pandemonium. Make uh, w- I, Pandemonium is a very... Two hours of sleep and pandemonium is not going to really work with me. But anyway, make WWE 2K Battlegrounds your own. Create, customize, and edit your own created characters and battlegrounds. To enter for your chance to win a copy of WWE 2K Battlegrounds, text WWE to 44202 right now. Again, text WWE to 44202. WWE 2K Battlegrounds from 2K. Get it now on Xbox One, PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, Stream, and Stadia rated T for teen. All right, so I've uh, talked about the Yankees plenty. Let's get some calls in here before we get out of here at the top of the hour. Let's go to uh, Bill is in East Brunswick. Bill, what's going on, my man? Uh, yeah, I I, uh, I just wanted to say I, I think uh, the Yankees coming into the series with Tampa are going to have a full deck. Of everybody uh, is going to actually be playing Judge and Stan and, and whoever else. Frazier, I think, is going to find his way into that series. And I think the Yankees are a different team. I, I think they're a little bit better with a full complement of players than they were without them. And I got the Yanks winning that thing. I don't know whether it's going to be five or four, but uh, I got uh, two wins with Cole, one with Tanaka. So you're probably talking probably five games. All right, Bill. Well, from your lips bit, to God's ear. I mean, that's what I'm bit, looking for. Yeah, a little bit better than Tampa with a full compliment, but not much. All right. Well, I mean, look, Tampa does a great job. It would not shock me at all. I think right now the odds, uh, the last time I looked, to win the American League this year, Yankees and Rays were both uh, the same odds. I think it was uh, like plus 210 or something like that. So uh, it would not surprise me at all if the Rays won the series. But, uh, look, I think the Yankees are the more talented team. So let's hope that plays out that way. I would certainly love to see Kevin Cash's face after that. Kyle is in Chelsea. Kyle, what's going on, man? Hey, thanks for taking my call, and uh, this is such a great way to get my day started. I really appreciate you and really love the show. I just wanted to speak on the Yankees really quickly. It was was a gritty game, but I was so excited the way that we won. I mean, uh, you know, Stanton went off, which was unusual, unexpected. Um, You know, not our usual stars from this year, although Lamelli did have an RBI. Uh, It was ugly at points, but I'm excited that we and found a way to get a win, uh, you know, during this postseason in general. And uh, whatever happens, happens next. And yeah. my second quick point is quick. I love Danny Jones. I do think with the right pieces around him, uh, he could be a player. But if, All right, well, uh, we're not going to get into the football today, Kyle. We'll get into the football uh, maybe tomorrow after the Jets game tonight. Uh, look, the Yankee win last night was more impressive than the Game 1 win. Game one, everything went right. That's not going to be the case in very many playoff games, especially not against the Rays. Last night, the Yankees got knocked down. They got back up. They had leads. They blew leads. That type of game, the way they played and won last night, that's far more indicative of the way they're going to have to play moving forward. Not moving forward, this show. It's already over for today. The podcast will be up in about an hour on Twitter. At Gordon Damer, please vote on the poll question. We'll see you tomorrow at 5 o'clock where we talk all about the Jets. Who's looking forward to that? 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.